1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show As you can tell my name is Ricky and tonight I am joined by of course my friend and fellow co-host Clive Good evening
2: Good evening Ricky It's a a night of partial worse for wears with um, coughs that aren't Covid related but just i am hanging in there
1: It was me last week, not through this week
2: (laughs) You must have sent it through the the cables or the internet to me then.
1: I must have. Wear a mask.
2: Wear a mask, people, even if it's a wrestling one. Because as far as I'm aware, com now has them available. Masks of all your favourite superstars. Superstars with a a capital S. Why the fuck
1: are we plugging their stuff?
2: (laughs) One day it'll pay off.
1: Let's hope so. Let's hope so. We will be WWE shows if we need to be folks to get money.
2: And You never know, that Sam Rosenberg ended up getting a job with them. Yep. Look, you...
1: man, I, I will happily take their money and defend all their stuff and not like have a guilty conscience. But I need to say everything they do is perfect and they give me money. Bring it on.
2: If they were to pay me money, I would shut down my Cameo, my Twitch. I'd cl- close my Facebook. I'd do it all. Just for a bit of that Vinnie Mac money.
1: If they, were, if they paid me money to slander the good day with a social suplex, I wouldn't do it, though.
2: I expected a different answer from you there.
1: Not at all. Remember, when we first got these T-shirts? We are social suplex for life.
2: The one that you're currently wearing, might I add? That's it, yes. And just think out of interest, if other people if people listening want to get other social suplex T-shirts, where can they get them from, Ricky? <laughs>
1: You can get them pro-wrestling tees, and you know which ones you can get? You can get your own social suplex, you can get Ricky and Clive, you can get One Nation Radio, you can get Keeping It Strong Style.
2: Yep, it's delightful. There might be more. and we might. In fact, it is Labour Day yesterday, so there might be some sort of sale on. Don't quote me on
1: labor, that. Labour labor, labor with
2: a U. Uh-huh. Just think. Americans. Americans. Your mother went into labour to have you. So you're involved in labour, okay? Get your um, hatchet job of the spelling of our language away from us, please. Yeah,
1: you, 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 you can't take <laughs> our language and then butcher it. Mm-hmm.
2: There is there is, not, there is no I in team, but there is a U in labour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Right. So, tonight was meant to be another horrible episode of the worst pay-per-view gimmick and by the way, I'll put my hands up, that was my idea because I thought it could be funny It was anything but funny, it was not enjoyable and I feel really bad for bringing down on so this next idea that I've got and you've got, I think we can bring him on for one of them
2: Okay, I'm up for that
1: Should should we tell them what my idea is? Because that'll probably come in in the next couple of weeks.
2: Uh huh. You tell them yours, and I'll tell them mine.
1: So the first one we've got, we're going to do like a top five uh, of wrestlers in brand history. So we'll have top five NXT wrestlers of all time, top five Raw, and top five SmackDown. But I think with Raw and SmackDown, we have to limit it. I think probably either to like say the last five or six years or the last 10 years at the most. I think otherwise, you know, we'll be doing so much research and going way back. Because at the end of the day, how can someone like The Rock not be number one, but then it just kind of gets boring and generic if we're going to put him both put him at number one in SmackDown? So I think we need to kind of limit
2: the times. Um, we should at least go from the brand split days. Yep. and. I know that there's been many swap-overs, people have been on SmackDown and Raw, but we should pick wrestlers that are a top five who made, did, their, did, aye, did their best work on those brands. Mm-hmm.
1: And the other one I would like to do, and I would probably do a top five AEW wrestlers since that became a fully-fledged promotion. Okay. Um, I have my top three or so, and I think after that it's quite difficult, if I'm honest. Um, So, yeah, like I that'll be, I don't know if that could be done over probably two parts. So, we'll need to reach out to Darren, I think, to get at least one of them in there. Uh Um, And then take it from there and see if we're going to get anyone else on. Um,
2: Maybe even reach out to the Keeping It Strong style fellas for some New Japan action as well.
1: Could do. Could we could, Um, yeah. But uh, let's say it'd be good to get. I know we had Jeremy on just a few weeks back. It's been a while since we've had Josh. Um, It's actually been a while since I've spoken to Josh on the phone. I might need to phone him soon. Um, (laughs) Catch up. You know. So let's say we've got plenty of options there. a lot of people as well for doing like an AEW one there's always people on the network like Richard Floyd that we could always reach out to as well
2: mm-hmm. um, so yeah that
1: that will be coming over the next couple of weeks as well
2: Well my idea I was going to keep this private but I'm just going to say it here, I thought it would be a good idea to steal, outright steal an idea that the New Day pod's doing at the moment um, I think this is a format that has been done from other people, it's like March Madness or something are you aware, are you aware mm-hmm. of the phenomenon with you take nah, 64? Well, is that right? Yeah, like,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, between the two of us, uh, like, I know American sports just as well as I know, like, football. So it's, okay. it's all good.
2: Well, it's it's kind of new to me. This um, 64 bracketology game, thanks to the New Day, they're doing action movies at the moment. They got rid of Roadhouse, and I am a bit pissed off with that, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, Can't believe we got rid of Roadhouse. Have you seen Roadhouse? It's a a DC classic. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's a PS classic, Paddy Swayze. (coughs) God rest his soul. Um, Right, so the bracketology thing where we could do things like best wrestlers that are currently on Raw. So say we've got 64 people, we can put them up against each other and you've got 64 names. So we'd need, in order for it to be a a definitive person to go through to the next round, we'd need three people so we can get some guests in and do some bracketology stuff. It could be any subject at all. Your thoughts? So,
1: obviously, that would need to last over several podcasts.
2: We could probably do it in two or three, but that could be a wee um, special month or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's quite good. I think if we were to go for wrestlers that would be interesting um, of all time yes yes but I feel like I feel like we would need to get someone who maybe has a different perspective or thinking from us two when it comes to wrestling because I have a feeling if we done it and we just happen to do it with each other uh uh-huh our final four I think we could probably we're probably going to have like two or three of the exact same that's true so it would be nice to have someone who has a kind of different perspective to us um, like for instance if you don't want Bret Hart in the final four then you've got to get mags on <laughs> but you know that would be just insanity if you don't have Bret Hart in the final he's four
2: he's also uh, not a, a Shawn Michaels fan
1: see that so that that, that may work Right there, mm-hmm. but like I say, even if we do, even if we manage to get, if we done three or four people, and we just had to say, look, you know, I, I quite like the idea. Or, so like I said, whatever one, we don't know which one will come first, but we'll definitely that'll be the next two ideas.
2: Or we could do a random thing where you've got like Bret Hart versus Repo Man, in one of these brackets, and you roll a dice to see who goes through. Who goes through?
1: No, because then it'll work out to be like fucking. uh, Look, the bushwhacker's the greatest ever wrestler, according to Ricky and Clive.
2: According to the Ricky and Clive Super Duper Dice Show?
1: I mean. No, I like the idea. I actually wouldn't mind doing idea next.
2: Oh, shit. Okay, Uh, We've got some planning to do then.
1: I know, but I think we've still probably got a couple of weeks. So, I think we could somehow. We could we could we can manage that.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll call it September Madness. <laughs> <laughs> September Sadness. <laughs>
1: um, no, a couple of good ideas coming up actually. Aye.
2: Will we do? Will we do? Um, the idea for tonight now?
1: Yes. So says tonight was going to be the worst pay per view gimmick book. Thankfully, we're not doing that tonight. <laughs> La- literally last minute change of plans. Um, I was actually texting Rance, and Rance was asking me what we were going to be doing. And I just told him we are doing the worst pay-per-view thing. But literally, like I say quite late on, uh, Barry couldn't make it. Um, so hopefully we'll do that. We'll, we'll probably do that next week. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to just do like a, a recap of what 2020 has been like so far. A um, shambles. A fucking mess. Um... Both wrestling-wise, personal-wise, life, everything, just terrible. Um, but we thought we might try and look at it like try and look at it like positively. Positively, and just kind of break down how the years went so far, and just in general, in wrestling in general. Okay. Um, obviously, of the year um, was the Royal Rumble, but obviously um, before that we had. Um, uh,
2: Wrestle Kingdom. January was a big, big month.
1: January was just ridiculous because we had we had Wrestle Kingdom, we had Takeover, and we had um,
2: Summer Slam as well. SummerSlam in January. Was, Sorry, was that South, Royal South Africa or something? Yes, uh, the Royal Rumble, the Blackpool Takeover as well. Yep. A couple so, of match of the year contenders that night.
1: Yeah, uh, January was just absolute chaos. Actually, when you think mm-hmm. about it, um, like we all we got that bloody Tatsuya, Tatsuya Naito J White match on night
2: one. Oh, oh. <laughs> Honestly,
1: followed by Okada and Abushi. We had Takahashi and Will Osprey, Moxley and Lance Archer. Like dear lord, that was just. But that J White match was uh,
2: awesome I know that there are like for instance say we're talking about Jordan Devlin Tyler Bate and the other ones you mentioned there are matches that for purist fans out there that are far better technically better crisper all that stuff but see for a fight for just a grizzly fight that Jay White Naito match was absolutely delicious
1: I know Jay White isn't everyone's cup of tea I'm looking at you, Rich. <laughs> I think he's fucking excellent. And as I said last week, like, what am I most looking forward to in wrestling? I kind of broke it down by companies, and I says get to see Jay White wrestle again. Um, that match was was fantastic. Um, but like I say those four matches to close that show, like I say were just awesome. Night two, we obviously had um, Jericho and Tanahashi, Naito, Okada. For both the IWGP heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Championships. Mm-hmm. We had the two losers of the two matches, Jay White and Abushi facing off as well. We had Goto and Kenta as well. Um memory serves me right, I think it was Moxley and Juice Robinson as well.
2: I think so, yeah.
1: Um Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonada as well. Oh, that was um, another
2: delicious number. That was a, a tasty, tasty weekend.
1: I really like Zack Sabre as well. So like 2020 in terms of wrestling. Hell, even just twenty twenty at the start of the year, like obviously we realised what it was going with COVID, Corona over <clears> in China and stuff, but it quite hadn't well, officially it hadn't made its way over to Britain, even though I think it probably did at that point. Um so twenty twenty was off to just an absolute Phenomenal start,
2: and many were also fans of the the match itself, the Royal Rumble match, the layout yep. of that one.
1: The the Blackpool takeover. I can't remember the actual date now. Was that before or after Wrestle Kingdom? Oh, I say it was after, wasn't it?
2: It was. It was the. It was in the teens. Twelve.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yep. So Wrestle Kingdom was a, was a like the um, the first weekend, whatever that turned out to be. um Takeover, UK Takeover, the following weekend, like you say, we had Tyler Bate and Devlin, which was just still one of the better matches of the year. Um,
2: Triple Threat Women's match as well, which was excellent. We had
1: that fantastic, fatal four-way tag match.
2: I don't think that gets enough love, to be honest with you.
1: No, that was chaos, just absolute utter carnage. I know a lot of people didn't like the main event, Walter
2: and Joe Coffey. I'll speak about that shortly. Well,
1: yeah, I still quite enjoyed that match. It definitely, definitely did go on too long. Like I would acknowledge that, but for what it was, like just kind of two brutes, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Um, Like like I said, it it did go on slightly too long, though. And then obviously we had um, undisputed era coming out after the match, um, which was just completely. Not
2: expected. That was February um, that World's Collide, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was
1: just just after the
2: Rumble, was it not? Aye. Oh in fact that was actually. Oh it was the weekend of Rumble? It was the weekend of the Rumble. Yep. So there so, wasn't a takeover there was a takeover in February Portland. the fifteenth, that's right. Yeah, the Portland one. The I wasn't a huge fan of the Worlds Collide night. I don't know why, it just didn't really click for me. I did enjoy the Undisputed Era and Imperium match very much, even with the mm-hmm. extraction of Wolf, Alexander Wolf, near the start. I still thought it was an excellent match. to seem yep. to cover up well for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely.
1: Um, so, we will move on to the, the Royal Rumble. And obviously, like I said, we'll just kind of go over it quite quickly, but we'll give a sort of at the end of the month we'll just kind of give a brief overview of how like, overall we felt about the month. Um, I think first up we had um, we always had that Roman and King Corbin Falls Count Anywhere match.
2: That was great um, fun.
1: It <laughs> was. It was pretty it was, it was a fun watch. Um, we win the win. We watched the women's Royal Rumble with Charlotte win eliminating Shayna Baszler and as much as I love Charlotte I wasn't a fan it it was Shayna that got put out Um, we had Bailey and Lacey Evans you
2: know dreadful match
1: yep we had The Fiend and Daniel Bryan the strap match
2: aye that was that That was good I would argue that's Bray Wyatt's only decent match since he's come back as The Fiend
1: well I mean because like because a lot of the other matches have just been like oh really did you just do that kind of thing um, so that was really really fun, Daniel Bryan's back was an absolute mess but like I say, Daniel Bryan and, and Bray Wyatt, like, I also want to say that other match was at Royal Rumble as well wasn't it, they had like one building up to when Daniel Bryan eventually joined the Wyatt family and then and the build up to yeah, Wrestlemania I'm sure that other Yep. Yeah, I'm sure that match at Royal Rumble which was another
2: great match between them two Aye, that was a very good match that one
1: Um, obviously we had Becky Lynch and Asuka as well yep Um, obviously the the big thing was Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble
2: that's true Um,
1: and Edge coming back as well
2: sorry Edge coming back as well
1: yep yep Um, we'll touch on Drew obviously later on as I get further into it but I enjoyed that Rumble match. Um, I even loved what they'd done with Brock, if I'm honest. Um, You saw the reaction to when Drew eliminated Brock. Like People went crazy. I don't think anyone genuinely believed Brock was going to win a uh, Rumble, because obviously he was a defending champ at the point. But like that pop and just the excitement from the crowd was huge. When Drew eliminated him, um, I think they've proven since then that there was a the right decision to over Drew. Oh
2: yes, I think he's I
1: think he's been a terrific champion. I think he's been excellent. I think he's getting better and better. Um, they actually like let's forget for a minute how how poorly he probably was booked ever since he came up from NXT. But basically, from sort of November, November December ish building towards the Royal Rumble like, they really started to turn them into a baby and they really started to boot them properly and people started getting really behind them mm-hmm. um, just unfortunate it and we'll touch on Wrestlemania that it was no fans there um, overall I felt that, that Royal Rumble was a good Rumble um, I liked the women's sorry I liked Becky Lynch and Asuka I enjoyed the men's uh, Rumble match, I enjoyed defeating Daniel Bryan um, Roman and Corbin was decent as well um the women's rumble match alright as well, but I wasn't just ai f I wasn't a particular fan of Charlotte winning. Um no. But overall, you know, like um that January was just
2: I mean we've spent quite a bit of time on it. That just shows how super stacked it was for all of that to happen in the space of three weeks or something.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, an absolute terrific month of wrestling from the very first weekend all the way to the end, and obviously like we said we had world's Guide that weekend as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, moving on to to um January in the pay-per-view at that point, we obviously had we had the Portland takeover. We had what was the body? The pay per view wasn't it? Was that elimination chamber?
2: Was that in February?
1: I can't remember now. But I'm sure there was one in between it. That may have been a March one. It was, but it was a February one now.
2: Ooh. Vaseline. No, I can't remember now. See if it was Vaseline. I have literally no memory of that happening.
1: It was... Oh, God, no wonder we don't remember. Oh.
2: It was Super Showdown. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, Yeah, the less
1: said about that, the better. Oh, yeah, definitely the less said about that, um, the, bit, the less said about that, the better. I don't really want to touch on that. And we obviously also had um, Revolution...
2: AEW Revolution as well. I think I saw that one actually.
1: Yeah, you would have. That was the one with Mox and
2: Jericho. Uh that that match in particular wasn't very good, but the Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara and Darby Allin match was excellent. And the tag match, Young Bucks versus Hangman Page and Kenneth Omega. -hmm. Not a bad month, Um, actually, when you think about it for tag team title matches because they won at Portland, which won the best ever NXT takeover title match, tag title match. Thanks to our peers and listeners.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, bar that bloody um, um, super showdown, February was another, like, stellar month of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um like I say uh, from takeover we had like I say we had Gargano and Finn Balor which was excellent. Um always had that tag team match um on Dispute era versus the Brotherweights. weights uh, we had Cole and Tommaso Ciampa as well.
2: I really enjoyed uh, that match actually.
1: So that was you know Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley was, was pretty good as well. Um
2: Bianca had a pretty hot Monday, eh, Monday, January and February. Mm-hmm. Then kind of just disappeared.
1: <laughs> you no, know, she pulled up to the main roster for some, for some stupid reason. Um, so, yeah, like I said, there was a, a few, and even Tegan Nox and Dakota Kai was decent, and obviously we had um, Keith Lee and... Big Dijak. Uh, yep, Dominic Dijakovic, Dijakovic as well. So there was like four awesome matches, and obviously, like we spoke about, we briefly touched on um, Revolution, Darby Allen in Sammy Guevara. Even Cody Rhodes' MGF was, was decent, I felt. Um, Bucks and Omega, like, unbelievable. Really, really good, actually. Really, really, really good. Um, and. Uh, sorry we had Mox and Jericho which I thought it was I thought that was fine I don't think it was you know a, a, I think as long as say it says like for me I break my channel down to would I watch it again um, no I would never watch it if I stumbled across it I might watch it and then like yeah I'd go out my way to watch it that's probably somewhere in the middle um, but if I came across it I might watch it kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, we had Pack and Orange Cassidy, which I felt was a pretty good match as well. Um, so yeah, February for those two pay per views was was really, really good. Um and obviously at this point, uh, things were starting to like rumours were going about like obviously FTR revival at the time where right. I don't know if
0: they'd
1: been I don't know if they'd been released I can't remember the exact release date, but I think they'd been released just before Revolution. But they obviously couldn't appear until it yeah, on. A 90-day thing, so that's
2: roughly three months. So,
1: so like I say, that was two two good pay-per-views right there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so again, first two months are really, really good. Um, obviously, the, the disappointing thing is, I mean, Super Showdown, really. For me, there's only one thing there. Um, it was the Goldberg and... Fiend match where they took the title off and Fiend and put it on Goldberg with the idea of going with Goldberg and Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania
2: which doesn't even happen which is, yeah. yep um, which is fucking, uh,
1: so yeah that was the only block so far um, wrestling wise um, so moving on to March we had
2: had what, the Elimination Chamber? The, the Chamber, I thought the tag match was really good. I thought this was a coming out party, uh, pun intended for the Lucha House Party, sans Kalisto, because uh, if anyone watched 205 Live when they was on it, Lindsay Dorado is the star out of all three of those guys and he's the least botchy out of all three of those guys, which I think goes a long way. And I think they both of them, him and Grand Metalik, had a really good show in that night Heavy Machinery came out of their shell as well and that was still in the sort of throes of the Dolph Ziggler rivalry that was going on but the match of that night for by a country mile for me was uh, Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan
1: Yeah that was a great match
2: Highlight of that one being Daniel Bryan's wardrobe malfunction <laughs>
1: <laughs> There was a couple of other matches on there um, which were really good um, I don't want to mention one of them because I just I've just realised one of them's mentioned in the quiz.
2: Ah, right so Okay. Right.
1: That's right. I won't say anything about that match. Um, and obviously Shayna Baszler winning in the Elimination Chamber as well. Um, which, like I said, I'd rather she win the Royal Rumble, but as it is, at least now she was heading to WrestleMania.
2: Yep it was she's had an interesting year, definitely don't know whether it's been successful or not. I mean she's got this tag team thing going on at the moment with Nia Jax and it seems to be at least entertaining with that odd couple thing and from personal experience, personal preference, I think the odd couples work, but we can touch that touch on that later because I've got a couple of concerns about the women's tag scene, but we'll get to that I'm really okay.
1: So, as you move on, we now enter WrestleMania, and obviously that was over um, two nights, <coughs> but I felt um, I-, I quite enjoyed a lot of WrestleMania, if I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, me too me too
1: obviously there wasn't a wasn't a takeover that weekend was there I do
2: not remember now they ended up showing takeover matches over a two or three weeks on yep NXT. Oh, so
1: they did and it, it
2: suffered for it yep Big
1: that's time. right I remember that um, so yeah uh, Wrestlemania we obviously had AJ Styles and Undertaker and uh own boneyard match um, and we'll, we'll touch on night two uh, in a minute if we just go through night one first and foremost um, the, any, any highlights for you from night one?
2: Yep, definitely Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, that was highlight of the first night, as the boneyard as well obviously, that sort of it's a bit unique and it separates itself from the rest of them but from action inside the performance centre I would definitely go with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins as the match of that night I'm trying to remember was the Edge Orton match the next night Mm -hmm. right so I would say definitely the Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens for the life of me I can't remember what else was going on that first night
1: we had um, we let me see let me think that was my second night. Uh, when was she? I think Shane and Becky Lynch was also first night.
2: That was the first night. As was was Becky. It was Charlotte and um,
1: Braun Strowman and Goldberg was also the first night.
2: Ah, that was the main event, wasn't it? Or before? No, the, the main
1: event was the the boneyard. What was the boneyard match?
2: But the thought of either in the ring was, uh, what do you call them? Braun Strowman and Goldberg, which was a blink and yep. You'll miss it. If you like those kind of matches, shout out to Carl, Then fair enough, but it was just a case of get this title of Goldberg, please. Thank you very much. Moving on. Yeah, so that one like was...
1: you're not you're not going to get anything more than like a two, three, four minute match unless you. I know we got the one with Brock Lesnar, which I think that lasted about seven or eight minutes. But you're you're not getting uh, like you're not getting into double figures minutes wise, not a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had the Intercontinental title that match in that night as well did we not um, Sammy and Daniel
2: Bryan I was pleasantly surprised with that one because I wasn't sure how much work Sammy's Zane was able to do with his gammy shoulders I mean he was quite protected in the match that he had a lot of outside interference um, but I was probably
1: I was probably talking sort of quite off I was probably not another staff. I was maybe expecting more than what I saw if I'm honest um, I
2: think so and I think
1: that I think that just it comes down to you just need to remind yourself that injuries have absolutely riddled Sammy and he's not what he once was which is unfortunate because when he was at his best mm-hmm. when he was at his peak he was one of the absolute very best wrestlers in the company and in the world and you know so like I said, I had a lot of high hopes for that match and maybe my hopes were too high and it didn't quite live up to well, what
2: I was expecting and see um, I know he's, he took some time off voluntarily which is fair enough. Um, yeah. So he might have had some rest in his shoulders. But see when you look at him, when you look at his physique, I mean, he's not, he's not like chubby or anything, but he just looks like a guy who doesn't go to the gym. <laughs> no. And, and Do
1: you know to, what I mean? Yeah, that's probably... Pretty, I think a lot of people look about that, but... Um, yeah, um... No, like I felt, I felt night one was good. Uh,
2: the the final match, the night with the boneyard match, let's say, um, I really really enjoyed that. Um, that was a blessing and a curse because it was the first time we'd seen it in this COVID coronavirus era. Where we were getting all these cinematic matches, but I think after a while, personally speaking, anyway, we ended up getting too many of them. The I was, we'll touch on what it. Are you there. too many. Aye, like the the fiend match. Oh, I I just stopped watching it. It was just an assault in the senses, and I was not interested. Um,
1: <laughs> we had such different opi- different opinions on that match. This one, with Cena. Since you spoke about it, let's just um, move on To night. Two. Right. Um, night two, obviously, he says had <laughs> Brains Cena, Drew and Brock. Um, we had Edge and Randy Alton We had um, Charlotte and um, Rhea Ripley as well. I felt Charlotte and Rhea Ripley were really, really fun, actually,
2: a really, really good match. I was Uh, was partially disappointed with the outcome.
1: Especially when you then saw what happened, how Charlotte was booked and stuff like that. It's like, really? What the hell was the whole point of Rhea Ripley losing? I know at the time people felt that Rhea Ripley was having potential issues with the visa and stuff like that, and I'm like, well, turns out
2: that was nonsense. Um, So yeah, I wouldn't have gone that route at all. As well, it's not so much what happened with Charlotte after the fact, it's what happened with Rhea. She's been not exactly present the first couple of months after it, and then when she's come back, she's been mucking about with this Robert Stone brand. And I'm sorry, but I've not got any time for this Robert Stone brand nonsense. (laughs) I just... just, Paul with Vieira is that she's just not believable as a babyface. True. I mean I can see where you're coming from with that one. I thought she put in a a Pro Wrestling 101 performance the night she beat Shayna Baszler, to be honest. I thought that was that was a perfect mm-hmm. example of a babyface overcoming all the odds. Like that was what Pro Wrestling should be about that match.
1: But I think but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Shana and her MMA background you know, and just how dominant she was. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at someone like 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 Rhea Ripley and Charlotte and just like their size and how tall and big and intimidating they can be it's like how how are you as a quote unquote like men come across at a baby face? like you've got a heel written all over you you should be this dominant I'm better than you type heel
2: Yep I know it's and she did good work as a I think it worked when she was against Shayna because they're quite like-minded in terms of, I'm here to batter people and I'll take no prisoners and that's it. And she was a decent enough heel in NXT UK, but she kind of softened, not in terms of physicality, just she was wimpified. I mean, that Mm -hmm. whole whole thing where um, Charlotte was about to snap Bianca's ankle and then... Rhea came out and started doing a jig at the this, this stage when <laughs> I mean, she should have been running around together it was just just yes. odd and then the, this old Rhea the Robert Stone stuff I don't know who it's got over Aaliyah has is a bit more of a prominent feature, first time in about nearly 10 years probably uh, Mercedes Martinez came in that's a bizarre one for me because all throughout the Rumbles the battle royals and NXT when she first signed, and the cruiser—not the cruiser—May Young classics. She was a face every time, and then without—and oh, that's what we're getting now. Oh no, Mercedes Martinez is a a bruiser heel. No, I mean like
1: her
2: and Rhea. Uh-huh, aye, that's right. There's actually a cage match tonight. We're recording this on a a day early again, and we've got the the old Super Tuesday part dos Cole versus. Do um, you know what
1: that is? What? And we'll touch on that as well. When we get closer to the end, right? And now you mentioned NXT we're getting recorded tonight, so it's on Tuesday. AEW has been moved because of the NBA stuff like that. I mean, Chris Jericho put an interview out and says NXT just need to admit defeat on the, in the Wednesday night wars and move on. Jericho, you're a piece of shit. Because... You and AEW also need to admit defeat that you've lost the Wednesday Night Wars because Ricky and Clive are still here on the Wednesday nights, and you and NXT have gone.
2: You don't see us.
1: You tell me. You, you tell me who, who the winners of the Wednesday Night War are, folk.
2: Exactly. You don't see us bending over to NBA.
1: Fuck no. Basket, Not a chance.
2: Basketball can kiss my ass. Oh, I that I love
1: basketball.
2: Put that on a t-shirt.
1: So just, we've just lost several listeners.
2: Probably. I mean, I don't mind basketball.
1: I apologise, America.
2: About 50...
1: Not the racist half of America, though. You fucked
0: yourself.
2: Half? Mm. You don't think it's a bit more than half? Probably. Like, the people we know, so, like, the social suplex guys...
1: What, are you saying we've got racists in the social
2: suplex? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Basically, the people that we know on personal friendly terms, social suplex guys, the, the La Familia, a few others, the ones that are like regular listeners and stuff like that, and the ones that we interact with on Twitter and Facebook, they're the only people that aren't racist in America.
1: <laughs> so, like, about four or five dozen people are not racist in America and the rest of the millions and millions
2: yeah. are? The two hundred and ninety nine million nine hundred and ninety eight thousand and five hundred we' probably have lost quite a few listeners no. now actually
1: yep yeah. no, so night two see nobody wire right what well, so see it first when we get the whole venture man puppet such good shit, I thought that was fucking hilarious. I, like, it wasn't a match, right? I get that. I enjoyed it for what it was. Like, kind of taking a mick out of other people and just kind of... It was like Cena looking in the mirror, saying all this shit about other people, and he's like, wait, that's, like, me. It's like, I'm that... was like, you know, like, when he's talking it, and he's looking in the mirror and it's him looking back on him, like, I thought it was, for what it was... I thought it was quite cool. It wasn't a match, so I'm not going to sit and say I'd watch that stuff again. Like when I was watching it, I was like, This is weird. I don't even what I'm watching. But I kinda like what I'm looking at. Um, I was just intrigued by it. Like I'm not like I say, I'm not ready to sit here and say, Oh, Matt, it was a match, you know, would go watch it again and all that. But just for watching it live when I was looking at it, I was like, Do you know what? Like, I actually kinda I think this is kinda kinda cool.
2: Okay. Bon-
1: okay,
2: let's move on. <laughs> the boneyard match was cool. If you want to use the term "cool," this was just a bad acid trip.
1: I mean, it was it was an acid trip. Was it a bad one though?
2: I was freaking out for days. I had a permal after it.
1: Isn't that the whole? Isn't that what happens when you're on acid? though? you just freak
2: out? I just, I've just not get much. You may have noticed I've not got much time for John Cena, Felix, Anthony himself.
1: Mm. I'm Bray Wyatt
2: it's not that right, I, so move I don't actively dislike Bray Wyatt I've just, the stories that he tells me, I'm not interested in that's all
1: because he's booked to lose and booked to look like an idiot
2: he is, presented as an idiot more often than not right, Yahweh, yowee to that Drew
1: McIntyre Drew defeats Brock you know, when people talk about WrestleMania moments and stuff, that needed a crowd.
2: I know it did, but there's nothing we can do about that. There's I know. Not, I'm
1: just saying like, that was so unfortunate because that the crowd would have made it even better.
2: I know, and I've heard it many times since April that that moment needed a crowd, and I've heard since then that Daniel it would it wouldn't be a crime if Drew McIntyre lost the belt so he could win it back in front of a crowd.
1: For,
2: no, 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 no. For a start, we That's fucking ridiculous. We don't know when that'll be. We've got... And it's just, there's nothing we can do about it. There weren't fans there. In that moment where he sort of was on his knees and he looked to the camera and re- outstretched his hands, splayed fingers and said thank you. That was, a, that was enough of a moment. That The need for a crowd was, was not a big deal. For me, anyway. At
1: the start, I loved the no crowd Cause you got to hear the wrestlers talking and saying stuff like sometimes you got to hear what they're saying, like even if they are talking smack to each other and they're talking into the camera and stuff like that. Like I say, I'm not gonna get caught up on it. I just felt like if it was a crowd, obviously we know why there wasn't a crowd, it would have been epic. But it was still it was still it was still a great moment. The match itself is just basically every single brought up, it's no match we get that. Uh-huh. But it was still it was still nice to see you through Drew, true Drew win the title though.
2: Since then? Drew has put in he uh, he's had more bangers than oh my god I can't say that (laughs) he's had a lot of very good pay-per-view matches since then he's had more
1: bangers
2: than Uh, a person addicted to sausages (laughs)
1: So he's more bangers than a female porn star
2: <laughs> I've got a joke for you by the way
1: oh fantastic we haven't had a joke in a while Go you, on light on me
2: right now what is the medical term for someone who's who gets so worked by wrestling that they just fall asleep Ranch Morris <laughs> you <laughs> arsehole I uh, know oh, I'm sorry uh, I just had to make the joke
1: about the whole sleeping
2: thing uh, Marco Lepsey Jesus for fuck's sake
1: my, my, um, my four-year-old came up with a joke today, and it, I don't even, like, the worst joke ever. What do you call a car, right? And I was like, and he says, what do you call a car that has six wheels? And I'm like, like, cars have wheels, or tyres or whatever. I'm sitting there, like, I don't know, what do you call it? And he goes, uh, a train.
2: Oh, for God's
1: sake. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother was like, "Oh, that's such a good joke!" You like, "Oh, jeez, poor boys, you know, pathetic." The Perry's oh,
2: live on air. <laughs> nah, angels, pathetic um, angels.
1: Yeah, right. So, WrestleMania hit or miss?
2: Over the two nights, a hit. Yeah, I, I would, I would
1: definitely agree yep, with yep. that. Um, and that was in obviously in April.
2: Was Double or Nothing in April, or was that May?
1: That was May. That was May.
2: Uh, yes, because money May in the what? bank...
1: May what? May what? May 19... May tw- around about May, 19, May 20 or something oh. like that. Back end of May,
2: anyway. Money in the bank and Double or Nothing were a week apart, is that right? Am I right in saying that? I can't remember when Money in the Bank was, like the date. Mm. I know Double
1: or Nothing was around about the 20th. Right. Um, so, let me just go to Google when Money in the Bank what was. Money in the Bank, here would go. was May 10th. Oh, right. So, yeah, double or nothing. Um, was, uh, um, like, the back end of May.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, that was a month where the cinematic matches hit their stride for me, personally. The I thought the Money in the Bank was hilarious. Like, I know... In hindsight, now Otis winning was a bit bizarre, but, but I know. But with Asuka winning and what happened the next night with Becky um, taking time off to have a, a Seth Rollins Jr., um, that was basically was what was in the briefcase was the title. That was a very nice touch, very very well done, and a sort of breaking down the fourth wall for kayfabe. Very nice moment because Becky was unbeatable. That had been a whole year. There's nothing that she could have. Nobody else she could have beaten. She's just handing over the reins to someone who has had... Like, we need to talk about the people that have excelled in the empty arenas, the likes of Asuka, uh, Nicky Cross, uh, Sami Zayn when he was there. All these people that are using the fact that it's empty and quiet to their advantage, but just shouting and bawling and just adding this frantic energy to matches. And when when Asuka won the title, she was just running about the, uh, the performance centre, just dancing on the commentary table. I thought that was just mm-hmm. magical, like... A, a very heartfelt moment and she's lost the plot already. But the, I thought the money in the bank, the actual match itself was very good and the stadium, stadium stampede match?
1: Stampede.
2: Yep. I oh, nearly said Can you,
1: you thoroughly enjoyed that. I know I remember that.
2: Aye, that was great fun. I d- did enjoy that. A couple of bits that just, uh, didn't sit well. I knew, that. This, I watched this with the knowledge of Matt Hardy's drowning spot and but another, so that was sort of just a bit far too on the nose but there was another bit and I know that wrestlers all over the place are getting criticised these days for doing the spots where they sort of take ages setting up on turnbuckles and the person who's going to be receiving them and so just waits there and stands there well
1: that is fucking horrendous spot, I'm sorry I don't care what, yeah. prom- what promotion does that horrific you Wait. know the one and only time that I've saw that being done properly, and do you know what? It is not going to surprise you when I tell you who done it. Zach Gibson. Yes.
2: <laughs> Liverpool's number one. Do, do,
1: do you remember that spot that I'm talking about?
2: Aye, my favourite wrestler, Humberto Carrillo.
1: And it was it. Just go watch it. Like you, you, I don't. I don't want to explain it. Right, honestly. Just go on YouTube, or go on Twitter, or something and just watch the damn spot that I'm talking about and you'll see, well, that's how you fucking do the spot. Like, genius. Like In fact, it's not even genius, it's just simple, but that's what's, like, awesome.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, just go watch it. Like, that's how you do that spot. Unbelievable, man. I absolutely love that Gibson and James Drake.
2: Yes, I do too. And we'll get on to that later as well. Um, Really? Oh, yeah. The... The, the bit, well, talking about those moonsaults where people are just waiting, the Young Bucks climbed that mm-hmm. goalpost thing that you get in American football. Mm-hmm. So they're taking ages, getting a ladder, setting up, walking along it, tight roping it. And there's nobody near them. Either Matt or Nick sets up for a moonsault, and then all of a sudden Jericho and maybe Sammy just appear in view. It's like, oh, come on. They're guilty of a lot of those things,
1: though and I like a lot of the stuff that AEW does love mocks, absolutely love mocks. love Archer love FTR love Hangman Omega but some of the sports that they do you're just like really like come on and I put a tweet when when fans talk about how their intelligence has been insulted I'm like you're watching fucking fake fighting in the first place like shut up um, but it's like it just looks stupid. It's not even that you're my intelligence or nothing like that. It, it just looks oh. stupid as hell. It's like, really, why are you doing that? Like, the EW have, have been at fault for a lot of that. But like I say, is that whole climbing up to the top rope or the top of the cage and whatnot, like I couldn't care less who'd done it. I remember in the women's elimination chamber that they done it. I can't remember I don't know if it was, was it I don't know if it was Io Shirai it was at the top of the cage. And they were all just kinda of hovering about the bottom. It's like Well the war games going is just yes, war games Sorry, yep. Yeah. It's like going to, like just fight with each other, going to, like hit one another, like, do something, like turn your back, do what Zach Gibson done. Don't just stand there like stare now
2: I know. But that goalpost one just stuck out like a sore thumb. But the bar fight, um the I can't remember who gave them to him, but Sana Guevara received a hundred yard chain Northern Light suplexes. I mean, they probably never did that, but just the fact that we were led to believe that was the case, that was fantastic.
1: They also had... uh... The moment where Hangman appeared as well, like halfway on the pitch. I have a horse. And you saw him in the background. (laughs) That was good. I enjoyed that match as well. Fucking love Hangman.
2: Jericho shouting shouting in Aubrey's face, you're a shitty referee. (laughs) And then uh, Matt Hardy had one of the the golf buggies no it was Santana Ortiz were, were, he was wrapping them up in a swivel chair oh, and he said sh- sorry he's a bit tied up at the moment <laughs> just st- stupid stuff like that <laughs> just stupid shit but it's, it's funny though
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, Um, Drew and Seth I know we're we'll jumping around but we'll jump between both it was Drew and Seth at Money in the Bank as well
2: fantastic um So, before
1: we go back on to, I was going to say all out there, but um, double and nothing, right? Otis wins the money in the bank. Simple question. Was that stupid?
2: Right. I'm going to say no because we are only four months into what is potentially a 12-month-long contract. Barry came up with an excellent booking last week or the week before where we said Mandy will, he'll, Otis will give Mandy the briefcase, she'll win the title and she'll screw Otis in the process. I think that's a, a great swerve there. Um, they could easily do it with the tag titles but they can't. I, I just don't think they can do it with the world. I mean, you get Roman Reigns who's flapping about the place. With his beautiful Nashers. That's going to be a long story with Roman Reigns at the top. A long story. I can't see. I mean, you've got he's fighting his cousin at the next uh, class of oh, champions.
1: I don't know how I feel about that.
2: That's an odd one, but it's
1: different. No, it's not. That not even because it's different. I'll touch on that when we get there.
2: It's just I just def- don't know how I feel about it. It's just seeing them wrestle in singles match. It's just...
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, look, for me, like, you, yeah, the, the cash down on the Otis buzz. But at no point was people buzzing for me when the money in the bank and like becoming the champ. Like, <coughs> I get why they've done it in a sense because that like says a lot of people are enjoying them, enjoying his stuff. Like he's not winning that contract. No. Sorry, the title. Not a chance. Um and I understand we're going with the Mandy Rose cash in and, and tons on notice. I don't particularly want to see Mandy Rose as a as a champion either.
2: If she's if a I'm heel honest. if she's a heel, I'm fine with that.
1: Ah, uh, nah, I quite like for my wrestlers to be able to wrestle.
2: She's got the best V trigger in the business, mate.
1: That is not. She imp- does her V trigger is fucking sensational, but one move. Don't mm. you know, mean shit. Um, yeah, I think it was the wrong decision. Over, I understand why he's done it. I certainly think it's the wrong decision, especially what's happening right now. That belief is in the highest even more. Mm. Um, but yeah. Always, what we got. For me, the biggest takeaway from Money in the Bank was Baron Corbin committed murder on two occasions during that match and wasn't arrested.
2: He never, though.
1: He they did. He ever been launched Ray and Alistair Black off the top of the roof?
2: I know, but he never, because you saw...
1: Ah, okay, fine.
2: No, no, the camera panned out and showed that it wasn't a a simple drop off a cliff. It showed that there was the ring was like way away from the edge.
1: Well, initially it was we were led to believe a committee murder.
2: We were also led to believe Roman Reigns was going to win at WrestleMania Thirty Four, but we didn't get that, did we?
1: At no point we were we led to believe that he was going to win at WrestleMania
2: Thirty Four. You fucking know he was going to win that.
1: We all decided he was going to win it.
2: That was a horrendous effort from everyone involved.
1: That was fucking terrible. That was fucking like you've just screwed that guy up time and time and time and time again.
2: Mm. So he's
1: fucking so good in the ring, man. Big Roman. Uh don't even get me started on people who think he's not a good wrestler. It's like stop. Okay. Just nonsense. Um. Right. Sorry. Double or nothing. Uh, we obviously had that stadium stampede match Moxley and Brodie Lee I think at the time made my feelings clear and I know Sam worded it quite well I think I don't know if we've done an article or what he says on Twitter basically how the book booked Brodie Lee so far has been great because like his only loss has been against Mox and at that it wasn't even like he tapped or pinned he passed out and it destroys Cody and it's like, wow! Look at that! Like he's killing everyone! Like just how much of a badass does that make Moxley? I get it. And that match was was decent. Cody and Lance Archer was also pretty decent. Um, we had Nyla Rose and uh, Must have tried up for the title. Uh uh-huh.
2: um,
1: MGF and Jungle Boy was pretty decent as well that night. So that was another solid pay per
2: view. Um, I only saw the Stampede. To be honest with you, but,
1: uh, No, like, so, like I says, like Stampede was a highlight of the ma- the, the, the pay per view, but with it being like a cinematic match and stuff like that, like you know how heavily you can edit and redo the, all these kind of things. So you know, like you can make it look it could have been like a one star match, but you could have made it look like a fucking 10 star match kind of thing um, Mm. with all the edits that we went in and that same goes with the Boneyard match goes with any kind of cinematic match I suppose Um, overall that was another pretty good pay per view I must admit personally um, it wasn't to me on par with um, one or two of the takeovers we saw if I'm honest Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll start to touch on takeovers in a minute as well Because I'm not sure how I feel about NXT right now um, But But we'll get there because we're, we're coming up to a okay uh, okay An NXT So that was can The I, month of
2: May Can I just say In keeping with our timeline I think NXT was Struggled with this coronavirus stuff, uh, April especially. May, they started to find their feet a bit better, but April and May was tough watching, to be honest. It was just, like, it's as if there was a vacuum in the place and there was no energy. You're so used to Full Sail. You're so used to the crowds, like, because when you get main roster stuff, they, they boo when they're supposed to cheer and all that stuff. But the NXT guys, it's pretty well-behaved crowd. And they didn't have that, and I just felt as if they really missed the, the Full sale Faithful.
1: I would agree with that. Out of probably all of the shows, that's the one that really misses it, I think.
2: Because mm-hmm. the, the triple threat match between Damien Priest, Dijak and Keith Lee, massive match, massive moves were mm-hmm. performed, but there was nobody clapping. It was like, these guys need... These guys need someone to say good job chaps and have, give them a wee round of applause there was nothing yep. and, uh, however it did suit the likes of Dexter Loomis who's just an utterly silent man <laughs> in, in a room of silence just this khaki pant wearing big broad chest Hitler Aryan hairdo with the moustache he stood out and I, 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 f- I fell in love with him very quickly No, I know you did. Oh, yes.
1: Um, But yeah, in June, we had Takeover in Your House.
2: (laughs) Excuse me. That was all right.
1: We had Keith Lee and Gargano, Priest and Finn.
2: Excellent match.
1: The um, Cole versus The Pedophile.
2: That was an example of a bad cinematic match. I thought it was just meh.
1: And then we had the triple threat match, Charlotte, Ewashirai,
2: right, very Ripley, which very was
1: good. a very, very good match. Um, again, though, like even, and obviously had had uh, Cross and Tommaso Champa, like beat down, mm-hmm. served what they wanted to do, I suppose, but mm, not entirely sure how it felt. But like, I, personally, I didn't think there was too much between this pay per view and the uh, AEW pay per view. I think there was about about two or three matches that were on a on par with one another, and probably the cinematic match was my, my favorite out the lot. Yeah. Um
2: I think in your house started to find. That's when NXT started finding its feet again because you had some crowds back. They had a bit of fun with the the house itself. So it was like just reminding everyone we're not just all doom and gloom promos on NXT. We can have a bit of fun, which was good to see. But June kind of hit the the shit, hit the fan in the worst way in many, 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 many many years with the speaking out stuff.
1: Well, we'll... yeah, we we spoke a lot about that at the time.
2: We won't go into too much detail, but there no. have... Because have, many people have discussed it at length, but there have been a couple of observation observations I've made recently, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure how out of date that is. Now, you had said that Joe Coffey had been active on Twitter again. No,
1: I don't I don't think he's tweeted anything. He's liked some tweets.
2: Right, and I know that when started talking about the... NXT UK coming back, Wolfgang he'd retweeted an episode now they've been doing all these specials for NXT UK, Mm -hmm. like wrestlers favourite matches, he retweeted one or two so that's two that have been named in the speaking out, and two that have been active on Twitter again, and NXT UK have started gearing up to bring stuff back in September the 19th tapings I think where they actually did a promo video for the tag team division, highlighting Gallus specifically now, since that time as well, I, I'll get to my point, I promise. Uh, ICW, Progress, WXW, uh, Evolve, they've started going on to the network. The odd show here and there in the, the shows that they've put on for ICW, we were at two of them. They put on Shrugs House Party 2 and Fear and Loathing. Now, I know that Mikey Whiplash was on Shrugs House Party 2, even if it was just a promo, And I know that Joe Coffey had a match with Mark Coffey at Fear and Loathing. Mm -hmm. And I've read recently, I can't remember where, it was within the last 24, 36 hours I read that they've actually edited some other footage from WXW, because someone whose name I've never even heard of was implicated in speaking out. They took his match off a show, and they also took off Walter versus David Starr from a WXW show. But there is... (laughs) There's been no mention of a good match. There's been no mention of Joe Coffey, Wolfgang, anyone from ICW. Like I was perplexed that ICW were on the network after so many people were named. Does that lead you to believe if they are taking this seriously that the people nope. implicated? are nope, not. Okay. So they're just they're brushing not. it under the rug. Mm-hmm. But why, why, if they're getting rid of, if they're taking footage of others away, why are they keeping footage of the ICW?
1: Right, uh, right. I'll ask you, right, do they have any kind of loyalty or any investment or anything in David Starr?
2: I think I concede your point already. None whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: See, at the end of the day, look, and we're going to—I'll t- touch on the Matt Hardy situation and how AW have handled certain things. Right? Oh, okay. Look, at the end of the day, like a lot of billionaires or people with money, at the end of the day, they're fucking pieces of shit. They're, like they really are. It's you know, a lot of them are. Vince McMahon's no different. When you bring back Dream and you don't even give an explanation as to why, and not even a kayfabe bun, release something.
2: On the night of or beforehand. Sorry? On the night of or beforehand, not a week later, Triple H. When you.
1: When, when the accusations—and I don't know again if they've been proven true or not—right. So apologies, when it came out against Jack Gallagher, he was gone within days.
2: I think he admitted it.
1: Did he? Right? Okay. Maybe that's different then.
2: Mhm. I think he just said, "Yep, I did that that time."
1: Maybe. Maybe that's different then. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, but. I don't know man like so many people come out against especially against ICW so many people come out and a lot of Kayleigh Ray put something out talking about how you need to get rid of this from the wrestling culture and stuff like that and it's like people telling you that they've seen it first hand and stuff and it's just like I'm sorry folks like look don't expect some people or people in the wrestling business to have any kind of moral compass or or anything like that. Because at the end of the day, it's like, what's the best product I can put out there? How can I make more? How can I make more money? Um, to me, they've definitely brushed it under the carpet, which is outrageous. Um, every single person that's been implemented or accusation have been said against him i think you need to i don't ever believe that it's you should go out and and look for nothing but proof to show that happened i think you need to investigate it like properly right where's the evidence etc mm-hmm. like you can't go out and say i'm going to i'm going to prosecute you for this no matter what like that can't be your attitude you've got to be fair and be like well the person might be making up and they might not be so we're going to treat it fairly and see what we can come up with on our own like and and to me they have just brushed it under the carpet and and the fact that you're bringing icw and some of these people onto the network and you're keeping hold of some of these people who have been accused and maybe you have done your own internal investigation but do you seriously do you think if they've done a, a thorough investigation? Do you think that they've done it properly? Do you think they even care?
2: I think when it comes to these investigations, especially considering the gravity of this, transparency is necessary.
1: But do you believe they've done it properly? <laughs> or are doing
2: it properly? I don't for a fucking second. I don't think anyone's doing it properly, because there's a few... Like, AEW, they got rid of Jimmy Havoc, had his rehab, and then told him to... Well, it wasn't actually confirmed, they told him to bugger off, but he was off the roster page or something like that. And a couple of other people were let go. But Darby Allen was implicated. He just came back a few weeks after it all. Um, Justin Roberts was implicated. He's still there sounding as if he's constipated while he reads out people's names. And... And Sammy and Sasha Banks thing that they obviously done. That was a bit fishy for me. Yes, he did serve some sort of suspension and the sensitivity training. And this, mate, this is probably pure tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff. But Tony Khan said when Sammy came back, he had his thirty days, and he sort of he had his thirty days, and he's learned his lesson. He's done his sensitivity training. We thought it was fine for him to come back. Now, please, please someone correct me if I'm wrong, but the night that Sammy came back, that was actually taped a week prior. And if it was taped a week prior, then technically it wasn't a 30-day suspension. Sure, I
1: would
2: imagine so, maybe. Um, there so, tapings going on. There's been a lot I'm of in tapings bottom. the last yeah. few uh, months, so if I'm wrong, please correct me. But I think that if that's right, and it was actually only 21 days or 22 days suspended... Then say that, Tony can don't don't do your um dog wanking and tell some lies.
1: He can't help but put his foot in his mouth time and time again as well. But I think the bottom line is like wrestling's full of people who are just piece of shit. Scumbags. Um and I think that is something that's I, I've got no intention to ever go to an ICW show again. hmm If I'm honest. Um my interest in NXT UK was a lot of it, and I think you would probably agree, was a lot of it was centred around Gallus. True. I'll lose a lot of interest, if I'm honest, in NXT UK as soon as they come on the screens as well.
2: I'm very um, I, know, I
1: know we've heard stuff like Jordan Devlin and all that, but he came out and denied it, like I said, but I think or maybe people have lawyers that are telling them not to speak and stuff like that, so...
2: I'm very on the fence about watching that again. As am I. If I'm honest, like... I may keep an I'm eye just... on the results, but I'm not going to be sitting there with my popcorn out for the first episode back. I'll just see what happens. See what faces appear. See if, when these faces appear, if there's any sort of explanation as to why, when, who, what, why, where, when. Johnny Ball reveals all. It's a shout-out to anyone who remembers that programme. Uh, but I won't be... I not know. I bet you Darren gets it.
1: No, I'm saying... There will be no explanation. Oh,
2: really? I thought you were talking about that Johnny Ball thing. All <laughs> right,
1: no. There will be no explanation. None whatsoever.
2: Well...
1: Just <laughs> fucking horrendous.
2: So, will we move on to July then? Yes. Because that was uh, Extreme Rules, I believe. Mm-hm. It was in the... Th- uh, where, once again... Drew McIntyre put on an excellent performance against Dolph Ziggler who loves who loves loves his springtime WWE Championship. <laughs> he loves him. It's, like, it's as if he gets a an IOU from Vince in the, his Christmas card. IOU a springtime championship title contention. Yep. Uh, that that nip up, kip up into a Claymore, thing of beauty. I thought the stipulation was magical as well. It really worked. It put Drew over in a big way. Excellent. But the, also, I know, but
1: at the same time, it's fucking like, at the same time, you could have just been like, oh, the stipulation is Drew, um, it's no DQ, but it's only me that can use outside weapons and blah, blah, blah and all that, like, or Drew, you need to fight with both hands tied behind your back.
2: Well, they did the first one you mentioned. It's only me that gets no DQ. And there was a bit in that match where Drew was about to use a table, but had second thoughts.
1: But, it, but it's like like really hammer up into it in the match you know like have outside interference have people trying to like properly I don't like it could have been better the simulation but the match itself was good Um, obviously the highlight of that pay-per-view was was the return of a certain person
2: eh, extreme rules oh fuck off
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cult leader Bray Wyatt who should have returned at SummerSlam and beat Braun Strowman but unfortunately they fucked it up
2: well Ricky is Braun is Bray Wyatt what do you expect
1: they have just messed it up single greatest character you've had in the last 10 years guy can cut promos like no one and that's what you do Um, Anyway, like, I don't have too much to say about July. I really want to start getting into these last couple of months because that's where it's really started to get quite interesting again. Uh
2: huh. There's been SummerSlam. Cody had the return
1: of New Japan.
2: Yep, we were in the throes of Cody's um, Super Duper Open Challenge. Yes. Which was brought to the an first man ever
1: to ele- The first man ever, folks, to elevate a mid card title on TV.
2: <laughs> You're not a fan of him at all, are you? Nah,
1: I fucking hate
2: him. Uh, I was expecting a, a slow burn heel turn from him and I was quite enamoured with the idea. But then Big Luke Harper just came in and squashed him. And it
1: was that. I still I think it will eventually be a fully fledged heel. Um, oh, soon he's
2: going to come back at
1: some point um,
2: he's going to come back the, the just like Jesus himself rising from the dead
1: <laughs> with the middle finger and the blood obviously
2: middle finger and a, a hole through the hand <laughs> yep
1: alright um, no, so August and September um, Jay White is back all is right You should see his Um, face right
2: now, listeners. Roman's back?
1: um, Roman's back.
2: Samuel Um, Zane's
1: back. Yes. uh, Several good things happened, I must admit, at Um, SummerSlam.
2: SummerSlam was was great. Sorry? SummerSlam was good.
1: SummerSlam was good.
2: We've had Retribution, we've had The Underground. Oh, God. I don't mind the underground Um, that much. I like the aesthetics of Retribution. But um, for anyone who's read the the column that I did with Rance on the chairshot.com, where we looked at 10 big missed opportunities by WWE, I said at some point, basically, that's why I've not got much faith in Retribution because they're going to muck it up. And I'm patient, I am patient, but I don't know if there's... It's just... eh, There needs to be something different going on. There needs to be an advancement and retributions angle.
1: They've already just been like, oh, we're now only going to attack in Raw. You're like, really? The whole purpose (laughs) of you coming in was basically no one was safe.
2: Was that confirmed by them?
1: I want to say there was some sort of tweet put out or something. Maybe it was just a report. I don't know. But have you saw them on SmackDown the last few weeks? No. So... Somerset, like said, I've not been watching, know, though. Is, no, neither. Like, I've been skimming the results. I've um, been watching the Roman stuff, though. Um, just obviously, we, we talked, we spoke about some not just only a few weeks ago, some great matches, two women's matches, Rey Mysterio and um, Dominic. Um, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, by the way. Shout out to Randy Orton, man. Aye, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, folk, right? If you don't think Randy Orton is, like, pound for pound, like, one of the best talents or in-ring talents you've ever seen, right, you don't know wrestling. Just stop watching it. That's your hatred and bias getting in the way. This guy is fucking phenomenal.
2: This is the best like, he's been. he's
1: just, uh, I think he's in a great year so far. Like, I know the edge stuff at WrestleMania. Like, I enjoyed the match probably went on too long and stuff like that, get it. Showcasing a match but building a match is the greatest of this match ever. It's never going to live up to that. Even though it was still a pretty all right match. His his match with Drew was great, and the fact that his match with Keith Lee's put those two guys over, and it's like I love I think Seth Seth, I think Randy's been great recently.
2: Two two things oh, what was it you mentioned? Uh, 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 uh. The fact that they were saying this was the greatest wrestling match ever, when just two nights beforehand you had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in an absolute band burner of an IC title match. Smart, yep. Oh, so good, that match. So good. <laughs> uh, but this is a theory, and I know Rance will be... He'll get the, the gif out of this one with that young chap pat, patting down the beads of sweat on his forehead. Uh, with this theory... Right. So, Randy Orton's in full legend killer mode again. Right, so he's taken out Edge, he's taken out Christian, mm-hmm. Big Show, uh, Ric Flair. He doesn't have that much of a record against non legends. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Keith Lee's got his number, Drew McIntyre's got his number. I can't remember what the outcome of the Kevin Owens match was recently, but he's not.
1: Oh, the one just last week? Aye. Oh, I beat KO within like a minute.
2: Well, Kevin Owens is a legend in our eyes anyway, so there is that. So my theory still well, stands.
1: The, re- so the, re- the reason why I beat KO off like, like, not even a minute, like 30 seconds, was Alistair Black attacked KO before it, kicked the living shit of him, and then the match went on and KO landed like a of punches, and then suddenly got an RK out and over. So it was like 20 seconds long, yeah. but the damage was done before the match.
2: Okay. So do you think there's much to my theory? Maybe. I like it. Maybe I like my theory. <laughs> no, uh, no, it is. Um, and finally, not finally for us. Finally, the golden role models have imploded. Huh. I'm quite sad about that because I think the. I'm have... interested. Oh, I. Sorry, you go. I'm quite sad about that because, like I was saying earlier, they have. Taken the empty arena era and ran with it in a very 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 big bad way. We've done it so well. Bailey's interest factor has like grown by four hundred percent since we went into lockdown. Uh, this will they won't they thing that's been going on with her and Sasha has been a highlight, banger after banger with the matches with Asuka and the tag team matches and. The NXT matches that they had as well, Sasha and Neil Shirai, lovely, lovely shenanigan heavy match that one, that was very good. Uh, it's been a joy to watch them the last few months, and it's sort of come to a halt. Now there's been a lot of people wanting to see this happen at WrestleMania, I understand the sentiment for that, but there have been rumours of Evolution 2 happening, I think that would be a very fitting main event for Evolution 2,
0: mm-hmm.
2: if, it, if it does uh, uh, happen.
0: Yep.
2: Nope. We forgot to talk about people getting released, but obviously we don't care yeah. about them that much.
1: Nah, I don't give a shit. The only one I was, the only one that got to me was really the revival.
2: I have But was,
1: as I they to. As I says, as I says yeah, as I says recently was, I love the way they've been booked. Mhm. And um, so we'll uh, I says before we wrap things up, we'll quickly touch on. What took place at the weekend, and potentially Roman versus, or not potentially Roman versus Joe? So
2: right, before that, um, before that, you'd said mm-hmm. you had some thoughts about NXT. And before right, that,
1: I didn't like, I didn't like the finish to the match last week. In fact, I fucking hated it. Did you? I absolutely hated it. We had a sixty-minute match to end it in a draw.
2: I'm just raging that Champa didn't win it.
1: Like uh, to me, why just give us two qualifying matches? Then
0: you
1: know right. what I mean. Just give us give us Finn versus Champa. Like uh, oh yeah, Gargano Cole. I know. You ultimately, we've got we got Gargano Cole, but you're going to, you're still going to get a match that you saw before.
2: I know. I know. At
1: least one. So give us that. Do two thirty minute matches there, or do two matches, both matches over two weeks. I hated it. I hated the fact that we got a sixty-minute match that ended in a draw, well, just for us to basically. And it, it ties in with the whole. For me, anyway, it's like, what are you doing recently, NXT? What was the purpose of bringing Charlotte down to NXT? What, you know, what is the purpose of just putting a title on Keith Lee for about six weeks and then deciding by it's time for him to go up? That decision might
2: have been out with their hands, though. That's what I'm saying, but it's like That could have been Vince saying no, I want him. I so still don't like it. They'll get a pass for that one from me. The Charlotte thing was just okay, she had a couple of really good matches with the wrestlers.
1: Oh she did.
2: But what did that do for anyone? Why couldn't Eel Should I just beat Rhea Ripley in a one on one affair at in your house? Because Rhea oh, Ripley by scissors. then Rhea Ripley by then would have been a champion for 7 months mm-hmm. that's a decent yep. r- first reign I don't know
1: there's,
2: there's a few things that have happened that I'm just not I I'm a big fan of the push that these mid carders have been getting I've, I'm actually one over with Bronson Reed now uh, Dexter Loomis Damien Priest um, Cameron, Cameron Grimes, Grimes. They, that's a nice wee mid card there and they've they've sort of set a wee set a stall out for themselves for people to come and look at, and I think they've done a really good job there with that, so I will give them credit with that. But the, the other
1: thing, it's, it's hard to see, it's hard to watch the
2: as well. Well, uh, he's a, he's just an asshole. That's, uh, see when he pinned Finn Balor? He did it in a sort mm-hmm. of grinding, gyrating manner. It's like, you fucking dickhead. And that's just, like I say, he, he does that, but it's
1: just... It, You know, now more than anyone,
2: more
1: than any time, it's just about like,
2: nah, don't like that at all. I find it bizarre how they had that cruiserweight tournament, which was decent. They did it in a round robin style, so they stole the, maybe not stole it, but New Japan's G One. I liked it, Mm -hmm. and I liked the, what's his name, Escobar. I liked how mm-hmm. all that turned out and it was like a, a heel turn and he's got a faction but since then it's kind of just fizzled away it's just been Escobar versus Jake Maverick who didn't get a title shot which baffles me uh, I suppose he was going to be—he was fired at one point so there is that to consider um, and um, the Zaya Swerve Scott stuff it's like what are you doing?
1: See,
2: there's a few things that it says. In the tag team scene? Mm. Maybe I'm just not a big, huge fan of Breeze Angle.
1: Oh, I like them. I always <laughs> like them.
2: They're alright.
1: Um, I always
2: like, I loved their fashion popo stuff. That was excellent. Yeah, I absolutely love Prince
1: Pretty. I think
2: he's
1: great.
2: I just I think agree. the tag scene's it's been so stop and start.
1: I also doesn't help the fact that Riddle and done. um Grizzled Young Vets are not there. Um, so that obviously doesn't help the situation.
2: I think the um, main event scene that you're concerned about is you've had the same faces there for three years now. And yep. okay, they say that they don't want to go up and that you should just accept that these people might be in mid-card matches and stuff like that going forward. But you still get wrestlers in Raw and SmackDown who do drafts their opponents are fresh and different and they swap and change over. So, even mid-carder, mid-carders for life or whatever, they do swap and change. So there is something different to go on. You're not getting that with Gargano and Ciampa and Cole and Ballard. It's just sort of... I mean, I, I liked the Man match. I liked how it was It was quite paranoid that nobody was allowed to advance with too many a Pins, <clears throat> people kept getting taken off. Like you, you were, you were, you could be allowed to have Canadian destroyer finishers and stuff like that because there was always someone there to break up the pin. I'm, I'm fine with that when that happens. So it was a paranoid match where they kept were just desperate not to. They were more concerned about others not getting the upper hand than getting the upper hand themselves. So I like that. The finish. Ah, don't mind. Don't mind. I'd rather it was different, but I, I enjoyed the timing of it. To be honest, the, the sort of seconds to spare—it was done seamlessly.
1: I mean, even when you think about it, though, like the ref started the RT, three count when was two seconds. Mm.
2: So, I, know I,
0: don't what, know, I just wasn't a huge. I know, fan I know that, but
2: his three count—they showed the three count in the replay of another pin earlier on, and it was the exact same timing. So, consistency.
1: Yeah, have it been wrong? <laughs> um, That's
2: true.
0: Right.
1: right, so final couple of things. Um this past weekend obviously we had um the AEW show. So just a briefly touching on one or two things that I enjoy from it. Um I enjoyed Moxley and MGF, loved um Hangman Omega versus F T R Speaking of crowds, that you know you would love a match at—that's one right there. Cassidy and Jericho, I just thought was hmm, fine, whatever. Um, I love the AEW women's match as well, Um, but see, more than anything now, I think after what the Bucks had a good
2: match as well against Jurassic Park.
1: That's what they're going to be known as, mate.
2: Oh my god! I genuinely LOL'd there.
1: (laughs) Jurassic Park, none of this. Jurassic Express, right, Jurassic Park. Oh,
2: that was brilliant.
1: So, (sighs) I want to make two points. I mentioned the box. I'll tie that in with uh, my JoJo Roman stuff, right? Uh, The thing with Matt Hardy, dear lord.
2: What a mess. What a mess. I,
1: I, see, when I first watched that, I was like, like, hard, hard to watch. I get, as I saying, like, the cut away and they done a concussion test, etc. but anybody watching that could look and say, no, mate, like, you're in no fit state to continue. Aye. That was a shambles and Tony Khan comes out and says what he says and it's like, mate, you're just as big a dick is Vince like at times like you know it's like you seem like you talk about how you care about your talent and all not, like some of the shit you're talented, like the fucking spot with Brian Cage and Darby Allen like it's like
0: dear
2: what? Oh, that was what
1: like oh my goodness how that kind of stuff I, people were like oh that was probably Darby Allen's idea who gives it a fuck
2: aye say no to him that could like, have that could have the... been really bad
1: that was horrendous I Um, but the Matt Hardy thing it'll be interesting to see what they say to what he says tomorrow um, sorry not tomorrow I am tomorrow Wednesday um, when Dynamite is on and it'll be interesting to see what he says and then it'll be even more interesting to see what his wife comes out and says after it (laughs) Um, so that that was just fucking terrible that was just awful to watch awful handling and I'm interested to see what she's going to say next
2: all they had to do um, with that is throw up the X, which they did, but they could have just adhered to the X, called it quits and said, listen, that was a bad inj- Like um, Taz and JR, they keep saying they don't want to insult their intelligence to their fans. Just tell them, listen, Matt Hardy took a really bad bump. We're not wrestling him tonight. So was it a Matt Hardy leaves town match or something? Yes. All you need to do is just prolong that feud and keep it for the next pay-per-view that's fucking ridiculous so it's like that. I thought of that instantly why could they not have thought of that in the few minutes that they had in the bump itself I've seen worse bumps right but it was the aftermath where he's swaggering about the place like Brock Lesnar selling selling a headshot Uh, like clearly clearly not in a good way surely Sammy must have known you're not well Aubrey Edwards tried her best but she was just vetoed
1: Exactly, and she done her best. But the thing I was just saying, the bump wasn't that bad, but that's, that's like a fucking 10, 12 drop, right? And you're landing on a shitty table, but then it's nothing but pure concrete underneath it.
2: I think it's just that and I can't please, see it clearly enough that it doesn't hit home. Just,
1: Like, we overshot at the table, we've misplaced and everything. Um, here's a, th- a thing that people are talking about, was like, oh, well, WWE does these kind of spots, you're like with a coal Cole and Champa one. Ah, oh, God, I hated like, that. Yes, man. That was horrendous. But don't start talking about other people's flaws to justify what happened here. I didn't. I hated the Gargano and Champa spot. I thought that was, I you know, I really didn't like that. I thought that was way too
2: much. Do you mean the Gargano, eh, the Champa Cole spot? Yes, that's,
1: that's what I meant. That's what, what did I say?
2: See, they're all, they're all the fucking same people. Uh, so, yeah, the Champa and Gagano. the uh, War Games.
1: The one, War Games. I, I
2: was highly, that. was highly, highly unnecessary. I hated that, man.
1: And that spot was also highly unnecessary. Just because it was another spot that you might perceive to be worse happened elsewhere, doesn't make this one any less dangerous. Like, doesn't mean this one wasn't dangerous. So they're both bullshit spots that didn't need to happen. Um, so that, that's what I'll say on that, but... Quickly say, when I mentioned the Bucks, a lot of people are talking about how are the Young Bucks. Like, and I should not dig into that. Are they the greatest tag team ever, or are they the best tag team in the world right now? Personally, I don't think they even are the best tag team in their company. I was going to say that, I think Revival slash FTR. I think are still the best tag team in the world. Um, and another thing that's like. The Bucs are great, but just imagine the Usos in an environment where they can do whatever the hell they want and imagine can go however they want. The Usos, for me, I think have probably been the best tag team in the last five, six years, and they need to do it, quote-unquote, hamstrung or tied by the WWE style and how they handle it and look how great some of the stuff they've produced um, I know it's kind of random but I'm tired like I said I just wanted because it, it was in my mind um, and it now comes into Roman versus J like I'm looking forward to it it'll be it was weird watching him wrestling a singles match Um not with, not having Jimmy around. I'm looking forward to the match. I quite like how the fact that we've already started saying cousin versus cousin. You know the one reason for us a bit like, oh, I didn't want you to do that. In a sense, was remember uh, um, building up to one of the Survivor Series where it was the Shield versus New Day. When was that? Twenty
2: eighteen. S- Seventeen. Seventeen. In no, no. Oh, I don't know. The Shield
1: came down into Smackdown and confronted the New Day inside of them. and the Usos were the first people of the Smackdown roster that come down to the ring as they slid into the ring Roman faced up to them and there was that split a second where all three of them just stopped and none of them done something I loved that, there was this whole split, yes we're loyal to everyone, but that's blood right there, I'm not putting my hands on you I loved that and I know this is heel Roman He's different, different attitude and all that so that would be cool to see, but I would just I would love to see, I would love to see, especially obviously we've got weeks, so especially from um, Jay's side where he's like hesitant, when he's like, "You're my family, I don't want to put my hands on you," but Roman ultimately forces him to kind of to mm-hmm. fight kind of thing. I would like, hopefully, to go down that route um, because, like to me, that's that you can touch back on that 2018 incident. Um,
2: so, See as well. I th- I think I'm interested in this one because I just think whenever Roman's involved with the Usos, it's money. Because when he was when they had the bloodline in 2016, mm-hmm. that was amazing. Blood I
1: li- think a lot of people are talking about when obviously when, when Jimmy comes back, they'll probably align Roman and Usos together.
2: That would be magical. Because Paul Heyman loves his Anoys. He loves his Anoys. <laughs> He yep. has for many a year, so he'll just gather them all up, like just fling his poke- po- Pokemon wall out and just say, I choose you, Oos. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that match. I think that match will be quite good. Speaking of balls. <laughs> uh, and I said I, was, I would record this after the fact, but it's getting late here and we've ended up having quite a long good but long conversation, and I can't be bothered doing editing after this tonight. So, speaking of balls, ladies and gentlemen, the Manscaped team have redesigned the electric trimmer. They have spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of pairs of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaped. A- manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I say it's premium, I mean that the battery will last up to ninety minutes, so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas, <laughs> as in the performance center, for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a seven thousand RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your more off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me, listen to this as well. <laughs> I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours uh, and get 20% off for free. No, <laughs> get 20% off and free shipping if you use the promo code SUPLEX. At manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you.
1: My balls thanked me about four days ago.
2: Uh, in what way? Or do I want to know that answer?
1: Well, I mean, I use the trimmer.
2: Right, cool. Uh, I, I, did, I ended up doing a bit too much the first time I did it, so I don't need to do it for a <laughs> while.
1: No, no, you can't do too much. You get rid of everything. You get rid of absolutely everything know, down I
2: there. I looked like a sort of deformed baby elephant. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> just
1: Next time, next time, i are going to like draw in like lightning bolts and all that.
2: I, I'm thinking of doing a see the Formula One finishing flag. <laughs> oh, the Ricky and Clive logo.
1: Oh, that'd be good actually.
2: That's a great marketing idea, isn't it? That
1: is. That is. Right, shall we do the quiz? We shall. Then we can get on here.
2: Yep.
0: It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz.
1: Right, so the quiz kind of is um, similar theme to what we spoke about. So it's everything that's kind of quiz based on this year. Okay. Uh, question number one: Drew McIntyre entered the Rumble at which
2: number? Seventeen. Sixteen. Oh, that's quite devastating, actually.
1: The last two, mem- the last two in the Royal Rumble were
2: Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre.
1: Yes. Question number three, this is a match at Elimination Chamber that I want to talk about. AJ Styles faced who at
2: Elimination Chamber? Is that all you're giving me?
1: Aye, AJ Styles faced who at Elimination Chamber?
2: Um, My God, I've not got a Scooby-Doo.
1: That's a pretty good match. Rusev? No. Clue. Aye. Kyle does not like this man.
2: Oh. Well, I'll need to go through Several. a list. Aye. <laughs> Have you got another hour and 40 even, minutes? He doesn't
1: even acknowledge his existence.
2: Right, so. It wasn't Seth. It wasn't Alistair Black. Was it Alistair Black? Is
1: that your answer? Yes. It was Alistair Black. Yep. Question number four. Which match opened night one of WrestleMania?
2: It was the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and Angel Garza.
1: Kyrie's saying ask her Alexa Bliss Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross
2: you know what's so funny about that how confident did I sound of my answer
1: (laughs) yes to the point I was doubting myself (laughs) despite just despite looking at them I was on the network making sure that was the answer earlier on question number five which match opened night two
2: was it that one I just mentioned
1: nope
2: Charlotte and Rhea
1: correct so you've got one, two, three so far three out of five Bronze first defence was against who?
2: Mm, right, okay, it was against the normal um, casual XL male chinos wearing Bray Wyatt <laughs> yes. that's still the tweet of the year
1: Question number seven Cult, cult leader Bray Wyatt's Opening words in his promo, where, what?
2: Only Ricky cares about this. That is incorrect. Um, was it laughing? Was it ha 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 ha?
1: Nah, it was. What's wrong, brother? You look like you've seen a ghost.
2: <laughs> look at the joy in your face. I love, love him.
1: Uh, question number 8. Name all of Seth's disciples.
2: Okay. Past, present? Yeah. Okay. Authors of Pain? Good luck in your future mm-hmm. endeavours. Austin Theory? And Buddy Murphy? Correct. Buddy got an absolute doing this week. Did you see that? <laughs> I,
1: know. I saw it on
2: Twitter for like, like a quick gip of it like they railed him <laughs> was that Ray Mysterio's daughter uh, I
1: have no idea
2: i need to find out next question please quickly <laughs> question nine
1: who did they beat to win the tag titles on Raw who did of they safe, safe, and Buddy Murphy
2: hmm no, this was. Hmm, was it the Viking Raiders? Correct. Okay.
1: Question number ten is worth fifteen points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, indeed it could be. Anyway, ready for this? Mm-hmm. Name all the participants from the twenty nineteen Men's Survivor Series match. So that was Team SmackDown versus Team Raw versus.
2: Team NXT. I'll do Smackdown first. Matt Riddle, Ciampa, Damien Priest.
1: You mean you're doing NXT first?
2: Sorry, NXT first. Matt Riddle, Trampa, Damien Priest, Volta, and Keith Lee. Correct. Smackdown. Roman Reigns. <laughs> and I've got six points so far, that's alright. Raw was Randy Orton, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Kevin Owens. Yep. Oh, do you know this is not a 2020 question, don't you? I know, I know.
1: But I thought of this before. I'd done of going, so I don't have another one, so I'm just going to keep it.
2: Baron Corbin. Mhm.
1: Sorry for Rod. Did you say no? That's wrong.
2: Uh, I. But I'm still. I'm just naming names now.
1: All right.
2: Okay. Yep. That's right. Dolphy boy. Nope. Roman Reigns Baron Corbin. do you want a clue was Alan Jones involved nope how good does that beat so for Smackdown
1: so far you've got Roman and Corbin one of the guys on the Smackdown team is the most underutilised talent in all of WWE
2: Braun Strowman
1: that's right but that's not who I was talking about (laughs) Cesaro Nope We absolutely love him He must tug at your heartstrings every now and then When you think about him And where he once was
2: So he used to be in NXT
1: Or five.
0: Oh
2: Mustafa Ali Yes
1: Seen another three sorry
2: yes three do you want some clues now can I just tell you the answers see before that I But remember that AJ Styles Survivor Series match where the Shield reunited and battered fuck it with AJ Styles <laughs> yes because it cost him a loss <laughs> oh. that match by the way <laughs> see in fact see one day can we do an, a podcast episode where we just do a watch-along of that match?
1: That's fine. That sounds good, actually. A blow-by-bow, 55, 55 minutes of just us watching. It goes, oh, for fuck's sake, oh! Yeah. No actual commentary, no actual like discussion of the match, just making noises. But I'll just tell you the final piece so we can get of right here. Aye. Drew.
2: Oh, it was Drew that decapitated Walter.
0: <laughs>
1: did you say KO? I did. Ricochet <laughs> and the final member of SmackDown, Shorty G. Oh,
2: I hate that name. I know.
0: No.
1: Think about it. Oh, American Alpha. <laughs> God.
2: Like Shorty G, right? They may as well just keep going with that and call Kevin Owens Chubby O. Eh. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks, Baldy B. (laughs) Just keep going with the shit bullied names. Uh, Seamus, Legend S. (laughs) Legend S.
1: Oh, League of Nations.
2: League of Nations versus American Alpha.
1: God, I'm sorry, but I have some bad news for you. Bad news, Barrett. Oh, should have come out at number thirty of that Royal
2: Rumble. You, you must be enjoying him back on NXT commentary. Team. Yes, I fucking love him. I think he's great.
1: I hopefully, I, I'm not saying I don't want, not that I want, I want to see him in the ring or anything that. I just want to hear. I'm sorry, but I've got some bad news for you. I fucking love
0: that gimmick.
2: This is your irregular reminder to listeners to check out the video of Wade Barrett. <laughs> In, inv- in Wayne Rooney really? invading Old Trafford looking for Wayne Rooney <laughs> uh, I'm going
1: to watch some of that stuff doing the
2: the, the the hammer elbow thing to a picture of Wayne Rooney <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: right. I think
2: we should wrap up then right. so thanks for listening to a, a slightly longer episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network where you can find other podcasts such as One Nation Radio, keeping it strong style. grown men watch this shit, greatest match generator, all things elite, and 8-bit suplex podcast. Um, You can give us a 5-star review, please, at the podcast app of your choice. You can find those podcasts, as well as the columns that we do at socialsuplex.com. If you press the subscribe button on that website, you'll get all that content sent directly to your email inbox net is where you go for some social suplex t-shirts. Just check for social suplex category. Donate to the show if you want. There's a, a link on the show notes of your podcast app. Just go there, give us £10 and I'll sing a song for you. That's a, great, that's a great idea. If you donate to us and send us a screenshot, it's like our own cameo. I'll sing a song live on air for you or send send it to you as long as it's not any Rangers songs that's fine Um, manscaped.com go to the buy some stuff go to the checkout area and put in the promo code suplex and you'll get 20% off and free shipping go to the Lesson Squared Circle Facebook group we're all there as well as us on at Ricky and Clive at Twitter that's it I did quite well with the plug this week
1: nailed it in one go no no hesitations etc
2: it was such a good plug that I've I'm going to be an electrician when I grow up
1: <laughs> another terrible joke how have we missed your jokes?
2: I have not missed them but I have to like
1: Let's see I've got a couple hold on
2: you know how bad 2020's been? <laughs> that Jurassic Park that's the first time <laughs> I've laughed like that in a long the time the
1: highlight <laughs> I've got one that I do know how to do. Right, here we go. What do you call a bulletproof Irishman? Rick <laughs> O'Shea. Uh, right, hold on, hold on. What did the drummer name his twin daughters? Don't know. Anna one, Anna two.
2: <laughs> did you hear about the the set the drum kit that fell off the the side of a cliff? No. Bum.
1: <laughs> See yesterday Oh my god I, I was meant to text you and tell you I was um I was stood at the fridge and as it opened up I got hit um with a can of juice right on top of my head
2: mm-hmm.
1: but luckily it was just a soft drink.
2: Oh that's very good by the way. Very good Thank you, thank you.
1: That's all I've got. I've got nothing, right? Well, although I do, as do before we go, do maintain that we should have a podcast where you just tell nothing but jokes.
2: Listen, that's right. Forget the, forget the, forget the ugh, singing a song. See, if you sign up to the, <laughs> the Red Circle version of Patreon and donate <laughs> monthly to the show, I will, even if it's just a pound, people, give me a fiver. Give Ricky a fiver as well. Ricky will give you fashion tips as well in a podcast. But I will.
1: Oh wait, wait, wait! See why we're on the podcast. Continue. I'm going to send you this shot that I saw right, and you can give your live reaction on the podcast. Okay. I'm on the verge of this, right? You ready? Wait, wait. wait. No, Just but... anyway, continue with your, with
2: we could, your your story. We could do the bracketology thing with attire, ring attire, and you can be the judge. That would be quite good, actually. But if you donate to the show and we get, let's say, £30, right? £30, I will send directly to those donators a, a half hour at least episode of nothing but wrestling jokes. Are you
1: ready for us? Mm-hmm. Jump on to
2: WhatsApp and I'll send you it right now. Okay, I'm in WhatsApp. <laughs> my god you want that don't you yes fuck's sake <laughs> it's a, like a, a, a black see through thing and you can see yes. the perfect peck
1: so I don't even know what kind of material it is but basically it it's a black shirt and it's completely see through so you would just have nothing on underneath it and you could just see the whole body and everything. I'd wear that.
2: See Stephen, I said fuck's sake there. Uh, we'll, we'll finish after this, right? But have you ever heard of the this barky, the Scottish parrot, Ricky? No. Right, listen to this. <laughs> and see if you can hear the foul mouth this young parrot has. you a I really hear it that's a, that's a parrot <coughs> Is that- Aye. i'll send you a video i'll put it in the whatsapp thing uh. right sorry sorry gentlemen and ladies and non-binaries and gender fluids and all of you all you beautiful listeners Thank you for listening to another episode of the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show. We will be here in some guys next week.
1: Yep. Take care, folks. <laughs> Wear a fucking mask.
2: Wear a mask, you bastards.
1: Take care of each other. And stop, stop being selfish.
2: Stop being racist.
1: Yep, yeah, just stop being assholes. Just be nice, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> is an that video the guy got knocked down by the bus out at West End. <laughs> if you ever saw that video. Uh, End the podcast and I'll tell you about it. <laughs>
2: right. Okay. Right. See you later. People. Bye bye.
1: <laughs> see you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See
1: you next time.